Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in last week to the show. We did big numbers. Uh, It's our second highest number of listeners I think we've had so far on the show. Um, So massive thank you to everybody for last week. Yeah, absolutely. Can't do this without you guys and we really, really appreciate the support. So we've got something really special lined up for you guys today. And we're going to have a feature from Sam from OzChanger, a.k.a. Tiz. He'll be coming on the show, giving you his insights from the OzChanger world, looking at some outright markets, just to give you a different perspective on things. Uh, So really looking forward to welcoming him onto the show a little bit later on. Yeah, really great opportunity, guys, just to get a third opinion, uh, especially from someone that, you know, works within within the industry. So great opportunity. Yeah. So what we're going to go through today on the show is the Premier League best bits. Uh, Tiz is going to come on, give you his stuff. Then we're going to look at the Championship League 1, League 2. Bombproof trebles from last weekend and a bit of fantasy football as well. Without any further ado, Tom, what do you like the look of from the Prem this weekend? I'm going to start with our home side that were quite impressive on opening day. Uh, they didn't manage to get the win, but I thought Everton, especially going down to 10 men, uh, were quite surprising. You know, they, they had a very tough away game, huge expectation on Wolves. Everyone was talking about Wolves. Nobody was talking about Everton. On the flip side, uh, Southampton, who were their opponents at Goodison Park in a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday, didn't really, didn't really impress anyone, to be honest. Very, very dull nil-nil with Burnley. And that's why I'm going to go with the Toffees, 19-20 to 20 for the home side. I think that's a great price. Yeah, uh, Southampton as flat as a pancake against Burnley, weren't they? Uh, and actually, on balance, you probably could have said that Burnley could have won that match. I don't think it bodes well for Southampton. Obviously, it's only the first game. We can't make too many assumptions. But if they're struggling at home, Against the Burnley side, probably not 100% fit after a hard-fought 0-0 in Turkey a few days beforehand in the Europa League, then I think uh, they're going to meet their match against Everton. A great start for Richarlison as well. Fair play to the guy. Yeah, especially the second goal. Um, absolutely oozed class. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'm not getting sucked in. He did it but, last season, didn't he? Yeah, I, I still think he's going to flop. I'm not going to get sucked in just yet. But I honestly do hope that he proves me wrong because I don't want young players to, to flop. It's just what I think will happen, not what I want to happen. Yeah, yeah. I agree, though. Uh, Everton are a good price here, good value for the win against Southampton. Um, I like the look of Leicester Wolves, both teams to score here. That's 31-40. to 40. Good tip from yourself last week on um, the Leicester-Man United game. You said both teams to score in that one. Leicester left it very late, but... Uh, came in in the end and as we mentioned 24 of Leicester's Premier League games last season were both teams to score this season started both teams to score Wolves had a both teams to score last weekend and I think this one is good value again to to see both teams on the score sheet you took that right off my notes yeah right off my notes the next one I've wrote down I think you know that's a really good price considering you've got these two sides um, in front of you Leicester did have a couple of defenders on transfer deadline day. 
they are expected to uh, play more of a part in this game. Um, so, you know, perhaps Leicester may be a bit more solid, but their style is not going to change. And I think Wolves have enough about them to break down um, a Leicester uh, defence at least once. Yeah, Wolves have invested a lot going forward and uh, in the midfield. But do you think perhaps their Achilles heel could be at the back? Um, in the last game, they started Ryan Bennett, Connor Cody, Willie Bolly and Matt Doherty all who were part of the championship winning team. You know, could that failure to strengthen on those players perhaps come to bite them a little bit this season? Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially, I like Bolly. I think Bolly's a Premier League player yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Doherty. I think he's Premier League material. But it's the other, the other two positions I'm not 100% sold on. And I think you're right. I think, you know, as the season goes on, all the, all the talk of the Portuguese players, the big signings, you know, George Mendes, that's all going to end when they lose 4-0 to Arsenal or something like that. And, um, yeah, I think that may come back to bite them. But with it being Wolves and their transfer policy, they're probably, if they are in that situation, they'll strengthen in January, won't oh, they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there will, no doubt about that. Uh, Pepe probably will come in in January. Absolutely, they'll bring in whoever they need. Um, they're that that kind of team, right? They don't seem to uh, they don't seem to fear any transfers or any players or anything like that. No, no. Bring in whoever they need, as long as they're Portuguese and on Mendes's books. Yeah, of course. Got to keep the commission close, aren't you? <laughs> um, okay, so we reckon both teams are scoring at Leicester Wolves. What else do you like the look of? I'm going to stick with a similar similar bet. Not as good odds, which is quite surprising. Uh, but West Ham, Bournemouth. Mm. Uh, both teams to score for me. Um, it's 7-10. to 10. I was expecting a little bit more, not going to lie to you. But I still think it's decent. West Ham, obviously, shipped four um, at yeah. Liverpool. It weren't that good going forward, but Liverpool was sublime, so... You can't read too much into that for West Ham. Uh, their season's not going to be defined by Liverpool away. They're at home. We all know the pressure they're under at home. They've got these new players. Uh, they've got a new manager. Uh, they're really going to see this as a winnable game. And Bournemouth actually beat West Ham at the London Stadium last year. Uh, and Bournemouth looked very capable of scoring, although it was against you know Cardiff, who were pretty pretty poor. Um, I think you know both are capable of hitting the back of the net at least the once. I can see that. Yeah, it's a uh, welcome back to the Premier League for Manuel Pellegrini, wasn't it? Geez, four nil. Uh, West Ham absolutely got tucked in there, but definitely two teams who are, I would say, are more forward first rather than defence first. Um, so I can definitely see them both getting on the score sheet here. Um, no prizes for guessing the result of the one I'm going to. Say next, Spurs at home to Fulham. Spurs one to four. It's a very, very short price, but nonetheless, I do think they'll win. If you do fancy Fulham, the outsiders then nine to one. Fulham kind of had a little bit of a Premier League wake up call. I think last weekend when they lost two nil at home to Palace, I think Sessegnon after the game himself said it caught him by surprise how much little time he had on the ball compared to in the Championship. So. There's probably going to be that adjustment period there for Fulham. They brought a lot of players in. 
um, seven new signings in the starting lineup against Crystal Palace. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time for everything to gel and players to get settled, settled in. And I think this game is going to come a few games too soon to have any thoughts about beating a top team like Spurs. Yes, uh, the one thing I would say, um, obviously with uh, the new new stadium uh, being delayed and this game's been quickly rearranged to Wembley, this is not going to be plain sailing, but I do agree Spurs will win, but I don't think people can expect 3, 4, 5, 6 nil or anything oh, no, like that. No, 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 no. Uh, for me, when your preparation gets you know, a little bit messed up, um, especially when there's such a such an excitement about opening a new stadium and the like, I think that will actually affect Spurs, in my opinion. So, one thing to be careful of there. The news was broken as well the other day that um, the stadium's been delayed again, so it's not expected to open now to at least October. Uh, I think it's two more games that were meant to be at the new stadium have now been moved to Wembley. So, uh, yeah, Spurs... Better get used to Wembley for a little bit longer because it looks like the new stadium is still a couple of months at least away yet. Yes. So, staying in London, I'm looking at the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. Uh, it's a big one. It's Chelsea against Arsenal. I really like the look of the home side. Chelsea, 4-5 to five to win on the nose. I think there's already unnecessary unrest. Arsenal yeah. <laughs> is absolutely pathetic and I think the unrest, the fact that Chelsea are a better team and the fact that you know they had a nice comfortable start didn't they, that win against Huddersfield, I think that's a cracking price. It's, it's not bad at all, I think Chelsea will win this one I kind of think the main bone of discontent amongst Arsenal fans is probably the way that um, the team played, it was very similar, I think, to how you'd expect a Wenger team to line up and a Wenger team to play. I don't think there was much change there. Man City at home is one of them games you can't judge your season on, um, nor should they judge their season on a, a game against Chelsea, I don't think. They should let Emery you know, implement his methods. It's going to take time. It's going to take numerous transfer windows to sort this, this mess out. This game is going to come too soon, but these are top, top teams that they're playing at the very start. So it'll be interesting to see how they do in the reverse fixtures uh, a few months down the line. That'll be the barometer of how much they've actually improved, I think, under Emery. Yeah, he turned into a bit of a joke off the back of it, right or wrong. David Moyes, very tough act to follow in Ferguson. Yes, Wenger didn't leave you know, a team that had won the league, but he still left a legacy and... He was there for, what, 22 years? So, yeah, it's all of those things. It is going to take time for Emery. And just the Arsenal fans are just hilarious. <sighs> all they know, I feel like all they know is unrest. Yeah. It think... really is. And we spoke about Cronky uh, trying to buy the whole club out from Usmanov. And, yeah, just there's always something with Arsenal, isn't there? The last, like, three, four years... There's always been something that they're not happy about, and now it's the new manager that's had one game under his belt. Um, I really like the look of the Monday night game, which is Palace at home to Liverpool. Palace six to one, the draw fifteen to four, Liverpool two to five. As we've mentioned already, Liverpool absolutely tonked West Ham last weekend four 0 Great debut from Cater. 
Shock Salah scored again. Why didn't I put him in the bloody fantasy football team? But I think Palace have got enough about them with Zahar up front uh, to have the ability to cause Liverpool problems at the back. The last 11 league meetings between these two teams, 10 matches have been both teams to score and 10 have seen over 2.5 goals. So there's some pretty mean stats there. Um, And I'm going to tip for this game, Liverpool to win both teams to score at 9-5, which has happened in the last four games between these sides at Selhurst Park. You have, again, read out my next note. Started you um, off the chart there, mate. <laughs> honestly, you, you've read it read it out again. Liverpool to win, both teams to score. Um, yeah, uh, Palace were fantastic, weren't they? A lot Anything. was expected of the Fulham team. Just kind of like the Wolves thing, because they spent, first promoted side, spent £100 million, uh, bought all these players in. Everyone was talking about Fulham, no one about Palace. And Palace did a thorough, professional, Premier League job on him. And it was a really good performance. And yeah, obviously Liverpool red hot against West Ham. So yeah, for me, I think this is going to be a really exciting Monday night game. And I totally agree with your tip. Yep. Um, if you don't fancy the Liverpool to win both teams to score, you can get over 2.5 goals at 3-5 to five and both teams to score on its own at 4-6, to six, which 4-6, to six, I, I don't think that is too bad considering the history between these two sides. I don't think that's too bad, but I definitely think that you, know, you can go that step further and predict Liverpool to win on top of the goals, I think. Yep. Um, any more that you like the look of? Obviously, Man City at home to Huddersfield. Man City are one to bloody 12, though. So, Yeah, we're not interested in that, are we? No. Um, one thing I would say is I think I feel like United could be a bit of a banana skin. Mm. Um, as bad as Brighton were at Watford, Brighton are at home for the first game of the season. United largely uh, were under pressure from Leicester. Um, there's arguments they deserve to draw and Brighton actually beat United at the Amex last year I think that could be a little bit of a wobbly result to predict I don't know about yourself the form between the sides suggests that this isn't going to be an easy game for United whatsoever Um, kind of got a good little break at the start of the last game against Leicester with the handball penalty so early on in the game really took the pressure off a bit um, once they scored that penalty. If I had to tip something for this game, it would be under 2.5 goals at 4-6. to six. Um, That's mainly going off the fact that the last four games where these sides have played at the Amex have all featured under 2.5. So you've got a 1-0, 1-1, in there. For myself, I don't think there's anything else in the Premier League that I want to talk about. I don't know about you. No, me neither. Sorry Burnley, sorry Watford, uh, sorry Cardiff and sorry Newcastle. Just don't fancy your games this weekend. Yeah, you'll all be under (laughs) 2.5 goals and last on match of the day. (laughs) Okay, so now it's time to take a break from our normal order and give a big welcome to Sam from Odds Changer, aka Tiz, onto the show. Hi guys, you alright? It's great to have you on board, mate, but we do have to watch out for Tom because he may get a little bit jealous that our relationship has welcomed in a third person. 
<laughs> we have been exclusive for such a long time. Um, so, you know, relationship may be feeling a little stale, so it's time to uh, inject some excitement, right? <laughs> uh, exactly. But no, in all seriousness, it's great to get another perspective on things, especially from someone within the industry uh, like yourself. So what pearls of wisdom do you have for us today? First of all, I just want to say it's a strictly professional relationship. You've got nothing to worry about. You and Tom can still be exclusive in your own right. <laughs> Clear <laughs> that up. Not a problem. Uh, well, I thought, what better way to start it than going for probably the most difficult league to predict the championship uh, and looking at how the odds have been moving in there. Obviously, Stoke City came down from the Premier League last season. They were regarded as strong favourites to actually go up back into the Premier League at the first attempt. Things haven't quite worked out for them. They've only taken one point from the first two games. They actually lost points to Leeds in that, who are now the favourites to go up. Uh, so I thought I'd do a little bit of the focus on Leeds to start us off with the show, if that's all right with you guys. Absolutely, yeah. Go for it. As you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from the area. Uh, I'm a Yorkshire boy. I live with uh, a Leeds fan. I'm uh, surrounded by Leeds fans a lot of my life. But it's, uh, it's actually quite interesting how Leeds have obviously developed under Bielsa. He's obviously had a pre-season to get them going. We've seen triple training sessions. We've seen them picking up litter for three hours. Uh, it's a tactic that was deployed by Bielsa to get them to appreciate the value of what a ticket is to a fan. So is that is that uh, actually true? Sorry to, to interrupt. Is yeah, it's, true? Uh, it's been in the press conferences. He was asked about it. And yeah, by all accounts, it sounds like it's a true story. He's sat down with, the, with people from the club. He's worked out the average value of a ticket and obviously the average pay salary of, a, of the fan. And he's had, the, he's had the players go out and picking up litter for three hours uh, to appreciate the value of what a ticket means to a fan, to a Leeds United fan. Love that. Don't so, you tell me what. I love that. Love yeah, that. You, don't, you don't get enough for that. Uh, well, in any sort of regard of football, never mind top level. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's great that he's doing that. He's obviously been involved in the club heavily, but it's obviously having a good impact on the results as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, looking at it now, in terms of odds, odds change, we are constantly looking at what is going on uh, in terms of odd movements and how people betting patterns change after certain results. And obviously, Leeds United's quite a big one. The shortest odds you can get on them now is actually 10 to 3 to get promoted. That's just really short, and that's what the bookmaker called black type. Uh, mm -hmm. Most bookmakers tend to be offering about 5 to 1, so the likes of Bet365, Skybet, and Paddock Power are all offering 5-1 to one on Leeds United to uh, be promoted. I don't know what you guys think of that. Do you think they've, they've got a chance? I think at the moment, looking at the way they performed, you've got to say they've got a good chance of going up. Yeah, I mean, it's early days. That's the first thing I'll say, obviously. Um, but, you know, when you look around the league, um, you have to say that they're the highest performing um, in the championship. So far, they're the team that everyone's talking about. The only reservation I have with Leeds is that I feel like they're always a ticking time bomb. So I feel like as well as it's going, you know, fast forward to February, are we still going to be having this conversation or are they going to have a new man in charge? Are they going to have had some kind of unrest at, you know, staff level? That's my only concern. I don't know what you think, Tom. I think it's really surprising how the odds on them have plummeted so much in just two games since the start of the season because they were what fifth sixth favorites before uh, the season kicked off and just in two games they've come right down so that's really interesting but they did get off a, to a good start last season didn't they under Thomas Christiansen and everyone thought they were going to walk promotion then um, it obviously turned out not to be so so I'd be a little bit reserved about Leeds just yet 
yeah, there's definitely reason to be wary. Obviously, Bielsa's obviously got a history as well of his side starting to tail off before the end of the season. Mm. As we mentioned before, Leeds have done this previously. They did it uh, last year. Seven games in, they were undefeated, top of the league, and obviously things started to take a down spiral. If it ended up 12th or 13th by the end of last season. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a little bit of history of Leeds and Bielsa both doing this. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was just it, very interesting to see how the odds moved after two games in charge yeah. and obviously seeing how far Stoke and even Middlesbrough had plummeted as well slightly in the odds yeah, what because of you, Leeds. What can you get Stoke and Middlesbrough at at the moment? So, at the moment, promotion-wise, you can get Stoke 5-2 to with most bookmakers. To uh, win the league, uh, they are five. Uh, sorry, 15-2 to with Paddy Power and Betfair. You can get them at. That's not uh, which at I think, Yeah, it's not... I mean... Middlesbrough have obviously started the stronger of the teams. Middlesbrough have won, uh, sorry, taken seven points for opening three games, winning two and drawing one. Stoke, on the other hand, have had a miserable start, probably from what they're expecting. They've only taken one point for opening two games. So, yeah, it's, it's fairly interesting to see that they're still at the same price, given that one team has obviously started significantly better than the other. Yeah, but you think with the players that Stoke have got, like Jack Butland, all the rest, they've kept a lot of players. So they have. Think. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I. I look at that team and I think it's as good as the team that went down. Maybe if not better. The only player, obviously, the major player they've lost is Shakiri, but yeah, they've had yeah. Thomas since Aphobia McLean. I think the squad actually looks better balanced on paper yeah. uh, now than arguably it did come towards the end of the season. And I quite like Gary Rout as a manager, especially in the championship. So you, you, you will say that results will surely improve. They're the big, big heavyweights, aren't they? Um, and probably the only. The only side that's come down from the Premier League that hasn't had to do a slight rebuild. Um, I think Stoke, it's you know, it's pretty seamless, isn't it? The transition from league to league, and I think that will stand them in good stead. They're, they are my favourites to win the league still, despite the slow start. Um, out of curiosity, Tiz, we're both yes. Nottingham Forest fans. How are Forest yeah. looking in the odds at the moment? So, Forrest, uh, they're actually the most backed team uh, to, for, for promotion at the moment. Uh, Come on, you Reds. Seem to be, yeah, a lot of people seem to be of your belief that they will be going up. It's 10 to 3 for promotion, and to win the league, it was. Two seconds. Don't read it out. Don't read it out. I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm chucking a mortgage stars, on it. You can get them as low as 9 to 1 with William Hill. So, William Hill fancy you a bit. I. I would love to see it happen. We haven't been in the Premier League since, what, 98, 99? I think yeah. this year is going to be a one step too far. But if we can keep everything together, which is always Forest's biggest issue, next year will be our year. I'm a bit more optimistic than, uh, than Tom. I reckon, I, reckon <laughs> we're gonna, I reckon we're going to go up this year. But I always say every year that this is the year and it never turns out to be. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, looking at the top of the Championship then, are there... I imagine there's quite a few teams who are kind of clustered around the top of the betting odds, like perhaps West Brom up there as well. We've mentioned Stoke, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Forest, uh, Derby. Perhaps are they are they up there? So Derby's odds they've gone to they've gone to sixteen to one to win the league now. They've sort of dropped down. I think that humiliating defeat to Leeds has sort of put a bit of a dampener on uh, things for Derby. They were in the pack. You're absolutely right. Uh, but the likes of Swansea, Brentford, and Nottingham Forest are now ranked above them in terms of the odds. Uh, mm. What we're seeing now is that is uh, you've got Leeds, you've got Middlesbrough and Stoke on uh, a level playing field just below Leeds. And then below that, you've got like a chasing group of Aston Villa, West Brom, Brentford and Swansea. They're all hovering around 
sort of nine to ten to one, uh, all on a similar pegging, if you like. Yeah. And then obviously Derby just below that, sixteen to one. So, yeah, obviously that defeat uh, to Leeds had, has had quite an effect on Derby's chances, according to the bookmakers. Uh, whereas, yeah, the likes of Swansea, Nottingham Forest, Brentford, West Brom, and Aston Villa are all regarded in similar ilk and have a similar mm. chance of going up. Uh, regardless stuff. of almost form, if you like, as well, because yeah. um, they've, they've all had different starts to the game. So, sorry, to the league as well. Yeah. So, surprise, surprising to hear um, Villa last season's kind of playoff finalists. Obviously, they've managed to keep Grealish, who you know some people would say is probably the best player in the league right now. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure about that myself, but yeah, I um, you know that, that's interesting that they're in that cluster with Forest. Brentford and teams like that, rather than you know further further forward, um, you know with the big heavyweights, because they, obviously they've got got the talent, they've got the squads, the manager, everything's in place really for for Villa. I feel. Yeah, you're right. They've had two wins for opening two games. They've won the last four games in all competitions. They had a one nil win in the Carabao Cup against Yeovil yesterday. Uh, I mean, at the moment they're three to one to be promoted with Bet three six five and Sky Bet. Uh, the best odds, well, sorry, the shortest odds are available at is eight to one. You can get them as high as eleven to one to win the league. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I'll say about Aston Villa, like you said, there, they they are a very competitive team. I mean, I'd look at them earlier, and the next ten games that are coming up are all games that they could quite easily pick points up as well in as well. So I think if you're going to back Aston Villa to be promoted, I think now is as good as time as any because there's a good chance their odds could be shortened in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, just looking at their next 10 fixtures, they've got Ipswich away, they've got Brentford at home, they've got Reading at home, Sheffield United away, Blackburn away, Rotherham at home, Sheffield Wednesday at home, Bristol City away, Preston at home and Millwall away. For me, as if you're the, if you're manager of Aston Villa, you're looking at them games and you're going, we can get a lot of points from them games. So I think from yeah. a value point of view, if you're a punter, yeah. I think the best time is probably to get in now because... They'll, they'll be looking to take a lot of points from them games, I think. Yeah, wise words, I think, there. Um, let's have a look then at the other end of the league. Who are the yes. favourites? I imagine there's some down here that aren't too surprising. Rotherham, I imagine. Bolton, probably down there yes. as well. Rotherham, obviously, the, the strong favourites to be relegated. They're hovering around evens with most bookmakers to be relegated. But, you know what? They might have a chance. Um They've taken three points for opening two games. Obviously, they started in an abysmal way with a 5-1 defeat away against Brentford. Brentford on the day can turn up and beat anyone in that league. So, you know, that that can happen to a lot of teams in that league. Uh, yeah. They've also had a 1-0 win at home at, at Ipswich. So, they've got three points on the board. That's that's something to build on. They've actually won the last cup game as well. So, they've won two in a row technically now. They, they beat Wigan, who are, again, a championship team in the AFL Cup. So, they've proven they can be competitive in this league. Uh, mm. Obviously, the thing that will be hovering over Rotherham is probably how how uh, how they performed last time in the championship, where they only managed yeah. twenty three points. Yeah, uh, which was yeah, obviously a pr- pretty dismal record for that league. Just but the, the best thing that I would say about Rotherham is they score goals on a consistent basis right now. They've actually scored in sixteen of the last seventeen games in all competitions. So I know that's taken into account obviously performances from last season and a little bit of pre-season and obviously the first few games of this campaign. But sometimes, you know, that, that counts for a lot. If they're scoring goals on a regular basis, it means that they're going to have a chance at a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. Good bit of insight there. All right, so apart from Rotherham, who else is kind of down there? Obviously, 
teams at the bottom of the league at the moment, you've got Queen's Park Rangers and Reading, no points, but they were tipped to be down there anyway. Um, are there other teams that are kind of coming into the equation that weren't there before? Maybe like Sheffield Wednesday, who haven't started very well? It's a good, yeah, it's a good one you raised though, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously a massive club. Uh, they've got a huge history, but they've obviously had such a poor start to the campaign. And the fans aren't particularly happy about how last season went either. No. Uh, they've only managed to take one point from their opening two games of defeats against a newly promoted Wigan side and a struggling Hull side. Um, so, yes, yeah, take one point from uh, from them two games is a, is a pretty poor return. Uh, the bookmakers are suggesting they've got odds of 6-1 to one for them to go down. Uh, the lowest you can get on them is 5-1, to one, and that's with William Hill. So they don't have as much faith as the likes of Bet365 and Sky, mm. but it would price them at around 6-1. to one. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely potential for Sheffield Wednesday to get dragged into this uh, if they can't pick up results. I feel like soon. yeah, I feel like Wednesday. Um, just to kind of go back to mine and Tom's experiences with Forest uh, around 2008 to 10, uh, we had back to back playoff campaigns. That yes. was our that was our period to get promoted. Yeah. We, yeah. we missed it, and we haven't looked close since. And I feel like. That's a similar story with Wednesday. They had their opportunities with the playoff campaigns and, you know, occasionally looking like they may creep into automatic. That's It's not happened and the squad's gone stale and I feel like now they're, they're in for a few long years um, before they can rebuild and, you know, start looking up rather than down. I agree. It's worrying. I thought they had... I looked at the squad on paper at the beginning of last season. I thought they had enough attacking prowess to maybe challenge. Yep. Didn't work out. They've obviously not even got the same probably squad depth and attacking talent that they had last season now. So the squad's possibly depleted. Uh, and I think it, it, there's definitely a lot of work to be done at that club if they're going to be competing in the top half of the table, certainly. So I think, yeah, if you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan, you're not going to be probably happy with how the season's going. And obviously... The bookmakers are reflecting that in their prices as little as five to one to be getting relegated. So, yeah, it could mm. be a long season ahead for Sheffield Wednesday fans. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, it is. It's, it's also a similar story to maybe Reading as well. Uh, obviously, a couple of seasons ago, we looked at Reading and they were they were flying high under Yapstam. Uh, they were very close to being promoted, and again, they they're enduring a difficult campaign. Last season was a horrid one for them. They were only three points off the relegation zone. Uh, and they were literally, they were in a battle until the last game. Uh, this year, it's it's not started well for them once more. They've taken zero points from opening two games and the bookmakers have them as little as 5-2 to two to be relegated from the championship this season. Wow. So I think it's going to be a difficult, difficult year uh, for Paul Clement. Yeah, it's crazy to yeah, think it, that they're a penalty shootout away from promotion to the Premier League and look at them now. It's mad how things can change so quickly. Yeah, I mean, the sack race could be an interesting market to be looking at. Um, Paul Clement, he's never lasted longer than a year as a manager uh, in the English League, obviously. He's had previous spells with Derby and Swansea. Uh, he's been here six months now. I mean, could he be gone by Christmas? If, if it carries on results like this, you don't fancy his chances to make the new year, let's put it that way. Nice. So I think Reading will need a big turnaround, but I'm not confident they've got the squad to do that at the moment. No, no. I, um, I and like you said, it's similar story. They had their opportunity, seems to have, you know, seems to have uh, passed them by, and and now they're struggling. And yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that squad 
uh, will be good enough to to avoid relegation. Um, one team I, I'm interested to talk about at the bottom is Hull City. Two years ago, Hull were a Premier League side under Marco Silva. They had Harry Maguire. Uh, they had a couple of uh, January signings, and Silva almost kept them up. Uh, fast forward the clock, and they are looking over their shoulder big time this year. Yeah, Hull are, again, they're one of the favourites to be relegated. Uh, they're 10 to 3, with majority of bookmakers, the likes of 365, William Hill, Marathon Bet, and Bet Fair. They've all got them priced at 10 to 3 to be going down. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot a lot of changes managerial wise and even player wise. Uh, they were skin and bones when they came down from the Premier League. They were really struggling to put a squad together. And even at the end of the Premier League sort of tenure, they were really struggling to get players out there. They've lost the spine of the team, and to be honest, they're lacking leadership. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one for Nigel Atkins again this year. Uh, in terms of their starts of the season, that again, it's not been the best. They've taken one point from opening two games, um, which was against Sheffield Wednesday, as we spoke about before. Yeah, I agree. I think they're in for a very difficult season. So they've got to make sure that they get some points out of Blackburn and Rotherham the next two games. I think that's could that could be a little step up there to get them going again. Uh, so these next two games could be really crucial for Hull and how they shape their season. Okay then, so I think that's a really good summary of the outrights in the Championship, so thanks for that, Tiz. But what I want to see is you put your neck on the line a little bit. I want to know who you think is going to win the league and one tip for who you think is going to get relegated. Okay, I'm not going to get too carried away with the opening two games of the league. As we know, the Championship is pretty <laughs> tight to call. If I was to put my neck on the line right now, just because of the squad strength, and I like the manager, I'd be going with Stoke City to win the league. Uh, you can get them at 15-2 with Paddy Power and Betfair. That's the best price I've seen on them. If I was to be going for a relegation candidate, I'm not going to go for a favourite. I'm not going to go for the likes of Rotherham and Bolton. It'd be it'd be sort of too short odds for me to play, sorry, say that bracket. Uh, I'd be looking at maybe Reading 5-2, as we mentioned before. They've had a struggle the last couple of seasons, and I think Paul Clement... I'd, as a manager, he's, he's struggled in these positions before and yeah. I'm not sure he has got what it takes to guide them to safety. So I'd be looking at Reading at 5-2 to be relegated from the Championship as well. Brilliant. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with both of those picks, to be honest. Yeah, cue the, uh, cue the Reading fans to be flooding our social media. Thanks for that, Tiz. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. I'm sure I'll be getting my fair share of stick on Twitter as well. <laughs> okay, so... We hope everyone's enjoyed having Tiz on the show this week. We certainly have as well. Hopefully he'll come back again. So thanks, Tiz. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to represent Oz Changer and do the podcast with you. Please welcome us back again whenever you want. Thank you very much. So we'll go on now and look at the rest of our championship tips for this weekend. Do you want to start? Give me something that you like from this weekend's games. All the teams are playing this weekend. Full fixture list in the championship First of all, I'm going to start off with one of the big hitters in midweek from the uh, Carabao Cup games, and that is Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn went all the way up to Carlisle and punished Carlisle 5-1 in midweek. Largely played a full-strength side, has to be said, but I like that. It's only the third game of the season. I don't see why they should be resting players just yet. Um, They're away at Hull. And Hull are, well, they're Hull City, really. Um, they've struggled so far this season. 
Um, they have lost and drew. Uh, they actually, when you look into the, the form of this season and last season, they actually haven't won for eight games now. Drew one all away at Sheffield United and the Carabao Cup, uh, which you know is a creditable draw. Um, drew against Wednesday and lost to Villa. But I think a visiting Blackburn, who are pretty much on fire, is going to be a tough task. And Rovers are 21 to 10. Yeah, that's a good price for Blackburn. Bradley Dak, we were saying before the season started, if he can make the step up to the Championship, they've got a real shot of doing something in this league and pushing towards the top 10. And he started with an absolute bang. Uh, the Carabao Cup in midweek, two goals, two assists, great night's work. Um, he's already scored as well in the Championship, and I think 21-10 to 10 is a really good price for Blackburn. I'd like to pull our attention to Leeds at home to Rotherham. Not really any surprise here on the prediction, 2-5. to five. For Leeds, so the odds aren't great, but um, they look great against Derby. Did Leeds beating them 4-1? They blew Derby away with the pace and movement of their play. Rotherham did bounce back from their opening day mauling at Brentford with a 1-0 win last weekend, and then following that up with a 3-1 win at home to Wigan. So I don't think it's going to be an absolute hammering as some people might expect, but Leeds have definitely got the advantage in quality of player and I think I'd go one better than two to five I'd go minus one here at 11 to 10 Yorkshire Derby could be a little bit spicy uh, Rotherham will certainly try and make it difficult but it's it's hard to see anything else other than a home win isn't it yeah. uh, hence the two to five so enhancing that with a minus one definitely something I could see happening let's talk about another team that has been uh Pretty good so far. Two wins out of two. Uh, Aston Villa. So they are away at Portman Road. They are playing Ipswich. They are priced at twenty-one to twenty. On and although you know Ipswich are, you know they're not. I don't expect them to be a pushover. They are certainly going to be at the other end of the table this year, I think. And um, Jackie Grealish didn't get his summer move. That let's be honest, he wanted. And he's been scintillating so far. And um, I think you'll get a uh, away win and 21-20. to 20. I think it's a good price. Yeah, that's not bad. Fair play to Grealish. Um, obviously, he's going to be disappointed not getting a move to Spurs, but he's got over it you know, and carried on performing for the club, which is all credit to him. Uh, Ipswich have started really poorly, haven't they, under um, yeah. Paul Hurst. It's not really going well for them. So, yeah, I can see Villa winning that one. Um, another team that we'll expect to be at the top end of the league come the end of the season is West Brom. They're at home to QPR, priced at 8-13. to I just think any team that's got Jay Rodriguez and Dwight Gale as their front two is going to challenge at the top of this league because they're both more than capable of getting 20 goals each. Yeah. They're starting to pull things together now, I think, West Brom after a... A little bit of a sluggish start. Obviously lost to Bolton when they were heavy favourites on opening day. But um, since then, unbeaten in the last three games. And uh, yeah, just starting to find that little bit of form. Darren Moore starting to find his, his ideal eleven and starting to click his tactics a little bit more. And they're up against the QPR side who have been 
pretty poor to be honest since Steve McLaren's taken over. Lost both their games so far and I can't see them having enough to beat West Brom. No chance. Really surprised that West Brom managed to keep a hold of Rodriguez because yeah. he was he was probably their standout player last year when they got relegated. I don't know if his wages are too high. I don't know if you know he's had a couple of injuries. I don't know if that put people off, but I'm very surprised he's still in the champ. Anything else you like the look of? Yeah, there is actually. Um, it involves our boys in red. Yeah. Old uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, they've got a tough game this weekend, to be honest. Uh, Wigan Athletic, newly promoted, but they've started off really well. They've really they've smashed balls into the back of the net. Yeah, they have. They, they've started out. If they carry on like that, the um, 25 season ticket holders at the... Uh, at the DW are going to be in for a right treat. Um, three two against uh, victory against Sheffield Wednesday. Three two loss to Villa. They did lose three one in the Carabao Cup to Rotherham, which was an appalling result. But I don't think uh, they played their full strength side. And they're at home against Forest. Forest have obviously impressed everyone so far, and I think both teams to score is a good bet here. It's priced at 4-5. to five. Yeah, you'd think that should definitely come in. As we've seen, we're getting, shipping a lot of goals, scoring a lot of goals. They've conceded at least two in each of their three games so far this season. But from Forrest's point of view, I think odds of 15-8 to eight is really generous. If they've got ambitions, serious ambitions about getting promoted, then You've got to be winning these kind of games, I think, against these newly promoted sides. You've obviously got a better squad than they have. So 15-8 to 8 for Forrest is is really good. I re- I'm really tempted, maybe because it's Forrest and we support them, but I'm really tempted by that. I'm really tempted as well. I, I did flirt with the Forrest to win uh, kind of tip. I thought I would go for both teams to score. I felt like that was a little bit safer. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. But, yeah, 15 to 8. Oof, so, it's a beautiful price. And 5 to 1 as well. If we want to take this even further, Forrest to win both teams to score, which I can absolutely see happening. That's 5 to 1. Wow. Big wow. price. Big price. <clears throat> huge, huge prices. Yep. So, away from uh, Wigan and Forrest, Tom, anything uh, else to add in the championship for this um, weekend? Brentford should beat Sheffield Wednesday, but. Odds of one to two, I, I hate them to be honest. They're very short, very tight. Wednesday, they've not been performing well as of late, but they've still got some good players down there. Brentford, though, has really impressed me. Each season, they seem to lose some of their better players and uh, they continue to replace them and still do well. And they should have too much for Wednesday, but a one to two, I think it's very tight. It's very tight. I feel like Brentford are real outsiders for a playoff spot this year. Uh, I think we said before, didn't we? We expect them to finish no lower than 10th, really. Yep. No more, though, from the champ for me. I don't know about yourself. No, I'm ready for League One, sir. Yep, let's go on to League One then. I want to kick us straight off. Um, I love betting against Burton Albion right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, we've got Doncaster Rovers away at Burton. Doncaster priced at 5-2. to two. Doncaster have won all three games so far this season, if we include the Carabao Cup game that they've just played on Tuesday night. Burton, on the other hand, 
having a really rough start back to life in League One. Two losses to Rochdale and Gillingham. And if you're thinking, oh, we're losing to Rochdale and Gillingham, that doesn't bode well for what is to come. Grant McCann's really got Doncaster fired on all cylinders. I think 5-2 to two is a fantastic price. We've spoken before about how, how many problems Burton have got with injuries, lack of cash. There seems to be a general bad feeling at the moment around the club and they've not adapted to life back in League One well whatsoever. And I think they're there for the taking. 5-2. to two. Same price that Rochdale were on opening day away at Burton and Rochdale duly won 2-1. So I think more than happy to to back this one at the big odds. Yeah, Burton obviously recently relegated. Um, I feel like we can get good odds betting against them whilst they struggle. Um, so yeah, we can definitely capitalise on that for sure. If you are a bit more conservative and you do fancy double chance, then you'll find that at four to six. So draw or Doncaster to win four to six. Great price. Great price. I'm going to follow up. So Tom just spoke about second in the league, which is Doncaster. I'm going to go one better because that's the kind of guy I am. (laughs) I'm going to talk about top of the league. Top of the league is Barnsley. They have a home game against AFC Wimbledon. So AFC Wimbledon, uh, profit chasers are no mugs. That's the first thing I want to get get past there. I want to get out there, sorry. Um, you're not going to expect Barnsley to win 5-0 against Wimbledon. It's going to be a tough game. Two teams that are definitely capable of scoring, which is why I'm going to tip Barnsley to win and both teams to score. Mm. You can get that at 11-4. That's not a bad price at all. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, Wimbledon, they've performed really well so far. Um, they beat Portsmouth uh, in the EFL Cup on Tuesday night. Drew against Coventry, beat Fleetwood. They're capable. And I think they'll nick a goal against Barnsley. I think Barnsley ultimately will have too much for them, uh, which is why I'm, I'm going for the kind of the combo. Barnsley to win, both teams to score, 11-4. to four. Yeah, I can see that. Even Barnsley, on the nose... It's, uh, it's not bad on its own anyway. I think they'll definitely win. Um, we were speaking about Portsmouth. They're playing Oxford this weekend. And I think they'll beat them. Priced at 10-11. to 11. Pompey won two games out of two in the league. As Tom mentioned, they did slip up against AFC Wimbledon in the Cup. But they did make a lot of changes in that game. Oxford, on the other hand, have had a pretty rough start, losing both their games, got panned on opening day, away at Barnsley 4-0, and then lost 2-0 to Fleetwood. So, two games, no goals scored. They're up against a pretty rampant Portsmouth side, especially at home in the league. Uh, I think 10-11 is going to end badly for Oxford. Yeah, I think they're really, really going to find it find it tough against a Portsmouth team, as you said, that they look good. They look good. Yes, they did slip up, but by and large, they're looking good. I'm going to follow that up with a tip from Peterborough. So Peterborough are third in League One. They got off to a decent start. Tom did tip them um, as potential promotion candidates, which obviously looks like a decent shout this early on. So far. Um, Yeah, looks good. So one thing... um, that, you know, I've been a little bit disappointed by so far is Luton. Although they are, um, you know, newly promoted, I did expect them to start off a little better. Uh, just the one draw from the two games so far. 
And this is a very tough League One fixture uh, going to Peterborough. You can get Peterborough at 29 to 20. It may be a little tight, but ultimately I think they will have too much for Luton. Yeah, I could definitely see both teams scoring in this game. We know Peterborough love goals, both ends. Luton last season absolutely loved goals. Scored last weekend against Sunderland and probably should have scored the weekend before that against uh, Portsmouth. So, yeah, uh, if I had to pick a team here, I'd pick Peterborough. Yeah. No more League One, though, for me. Do you want to move on to League Two or do you have anything else you want to cover from League No, I'm ready for, uh, ready for League Two. Okay, let's kick us off. Mansfield, home to Colchester. Five to four for Mansfield. Cannot stop scoring goals at home this season. They played two games at Field Mill, one in the league, one in the cup. Um, scored three on opening day in the league in the EFL Cup on Tuesday night. Absolutely smashed six past Accrington in of League One, obviously. So five to four at home against the Colchester side, who, to be fair, start the season unbeaten. But I think Mansfield are going to have too much firepower for pretty much nearly every single team in this division, the way it's looking at the moment. There are not many teams... Who, is, who are going to carry as much attacking threat as Mansfield. Um, and I don't think Colchester are going to have too much of an answer. No. Tyler Walker, on fire. You read? Absolutely on fire. Hat-trick in midweek. Uh, apparently one was absolutely stunning. Um, so, yeah, I had Mansfield down for a victory. And, yeah, it's looking like, even though it's early... It's looking like Field Mill may be one of the hardest places to go to in the league. Um, we're going to stick in Nottinghamshire. On Friday night, Notts County, who have not really got going as of yet, uh, they have a Yeovil team at home. I do, despite their bad start, expect them to win that game. They are priced at 4-6. to six. It's a little tight, but mm. I do fancy Notts to get their season going at Meadow Lane. Yeah, Notts County in a lot of the bookies, are favourites for promotion from this league um, this season. It's got going in an offensive sense. Um, scored two last weekend and then scored three against Middlesbrough in the Cup on Tuesday night, but very, very leaky at the back. So if they can tighten that up, I'm sure they'll be fine. But uh, I do think, as you say, four to six, not to carry, a little bit tight, but it's a great game for them to get off the mark with three points and uh, try and kickstart this season. Yeah, Yeovila, they're just a little bit weird, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're capable of, you know, springing a surprise on everyone. Only lost 1-0 to uh, Aston Villa and uh, actually had a goal ruled out for offside. So, you know, they're not a pushover, but I think Knotts will be too strong. Yeah, it's, it's weird. You're right. There are not many teams I'd look at in the league and go, are you capable of scoring five goals or six goals? They'll look at Yeovan and go, yeah, you could score six goals today. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could also concede so, six. <laughs> they're just so inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah. They like, are. it, it is, it, it's crazy. But, you know, fingers crossed that Knotts can beat them on Friday night. Yep. Um, Lincoln are away at Grimsby, priced at evens. It's. It's a tight price, to be honest, for Lincoln. At this early stage in the season, they do look very good. Um, very impressive in all their three games, league and cup so far. So far, 
they should have enough. Grimsby, we expect, will probably be near the bottom of the league. Lincoln should definitely be near the top of the league. Uh, recruited very well in the summer. It's paying dividends so far. Really pushed on from the failed playoff campaign last season, it seems like. So they should win at evens. A little bit tight, but they should definitely win. Sat in second. Um, and as we said, we do expect them to be at the right end of the, yeah. of the table. Um I'm going to look at Exeter. Now, Exeter, they've got a, a bit of a tough game. Again, this is one of those that's it's certainly not going to be easy. Um, Exeter have Newport. Exeter sat at the top of the league. They're priced at evens, which sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, they started life under Matt Taylor really, really well. But they are playing a bit of a, a, bit of a funny team in uh, Newport mm. they're probably not exactly where people would imagine them in terms of league table um, and they did beat Cambridge so away at Cambridge they beat them at 4-1 Cambridge's goal come in courtesy of a 90th minute penalty will yeah. it be easy no will I do I think Exeter will be ultimately just that tiny bit too strong Yes, and I think evens is a price. It's worth the risk. Well, we've seen over the last few seasons, Exeter started really well, really, really well, uh, and then eventually tailed off as the months have gone off. It seems like they've started really well again this season, um, winning all three games, League and Cup. But, oh God, if if you point a gun to my head, made me pick a team, I'd go with Exeter, but I would not be touching this game, to be honest. No, no, do you just huh. don't? You, that's mainly because of Newport. Just do not know what's going to come from them. Really, don't. No, no, it's you, you are right. I mean, if you want to go that step further, Exeter to win both teams to score seven to two. I think if you want to go super, super safe, I think both teams to score is nailed on, and that's ten to eleven. I also like the look of Berry and Forest Green, both teams to score. Both performed really well in midweek um, in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Berry was so unfortunate. Um, they conceded in the 90th minute to 10-man Forest oh. and then went on to lose 10-9. What? My heart bleeds for them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ended up losing 10-9. Um, Forrest did rest a few players, but by and large, it was a pretty strong side. Um, and Forrest Green, they went away at Swindon and won 1-0. So both teams seem to, you know, come out of that with a bit of credit. Um, and I do fancy um, this to be both teams to score. Um, it's at Berry. It's both teams to score. Four to five is the tip for that one. Yep, definitely be a good one to look out for. Um, myself, no more from League Two for me. Likewise, I think it is time to review last week's Bombhoof Trebles. We'll start with my treble first. Um, I tipped Portsmouth to win away at Blackpool and they duly did so 2-1. He did, however, have Fulham at Palace, both teams to score. And as you all know, it finished 2-0 to the Eagles. Yeah, couldn't believe that one. Um, I did also have West Ham to score a goal against Liverpool. Four goals in the game. Unfortunately, none of them went to West Ham. Uh, they lost 4-0. Uh, similar story for mine, unfortunately. Um, I had Middlesbrough to beat Birmingham. They won 1-0. You also had 
Forest Green and Oldham to finish both teams to score. It finished 1-1. However, we did talk about Yeovil being a plucky team and it was they who cost me. I had Mansfield to win away at Yeovil and it was a Desmond 2-2 draw. Yeah, that was really unlucky. Um, you'd think Mansfield should definitely win away at Yeovil considering the start they've had. And the team they've got, but wasn't to be, unfortunately, a real ding-dong battle, that one. But, uh, yeah, kind it of, was. Kind of yeah. And, uh, half, but... you know, four goals in the game, if I told you that, and that was between Yeovil and Mansfield, you'd expect it to be a cricket score, but yeah. no, 2-2. No, so uh, we get closer, so we're looking to uh, go one better this weekend. So, Profit Chasers, this is the world-famous part of the show uh, where we put together all of our knowledge, insight, opinion and gut feeling. Uh, We put it into what we call a bomb-proof treble in the hope that our tips can return you some cash uh, come Saturday, 5pm. Tom, I went uh, first last week, so please take it away. All right, so I'm going to go with the optimism treble this weekend. We're really going to go for it this weekend and push for some high profits uh, with teams that I think will definitely win anyway. So we're going to go with Doncaster away at Burton Albion. We've spoken about Doncaster's flying start, Burton's tough start. Doncaster priced at 5-2. to two. Forest away at Wigan priced at 15-8. to eight. And then we've got Wolves. Leicester, both teams to score at 31 to 40. And if you get £10 on all of that, you get the grand total back of £179. Wow. Oh, yeah, buddy. Jeez. That's huge cash. Good lad, Tommy P. I love it. And like we said, you know, these are three games that we would pick out. Yeah, exactly. I we've, think all we've done is put them together. And all we're doing is taking advantage of, of what we think are generous early season odds. Because I don't think you'll see these two these these teams at these kind of prices once we get two, three, four months into the season. Um, so I think they're there to be taken advantage of and we're going to go for it. These are high returns. Obviously, we recommend a £10 stake. If you don't fancy putting on a £10 stake, you can put a £5 stake on and still get about 90 quid back. £2.50 yeah. on, still get 45 quid back. You know, it's yeah. this one is not something you've got to bet high on. Um, great returns are possible from low stakes. Yeah, absolutely. That is fantastic. Um, really, really like that. Um, Maybe I should have gone first this week because mine seems absolutely dwarfed now. <laughs> um, but I'll read it out nevertheless. Um, so I'm going to start off in the Premier League and I'm going to have Everton. Everton are priced at 19 to 20. In League One, I'm going to have Portsmouth. They're at home to Oxford. They're 10 to 11. And then in League Two, I'm going to have Exeter and Newport, both teams to score. Priced at 10 to 11. 10 pounds on, as Tom said, our recommended stake does return 71 pounds and seven pence. That's not a shabby return by by any stretch of the imagination. 
No, it's an unbelievable return, but it just has been absolutely dwarfed by yourself. <laughs> um, <and> it, <laughs> to be saying. honest, but in in normal terms, I think yeah. you know that's a that's a seven to one, um, seven to one Acker Everton uh, looked really good home against a bland Southampton, and uh, then you got Portsmouth at home to bottom of the league and Exeter Newport, who both absolutely love goals. Yeah, it did worry me. I thought you were going to go uh, Exeter to beat Newport, and I was thinking, oh God, don't do it, don't ruin your treble. But uh, <laughs> then you swerved me with the both teams to score. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm much more comfortable with that one now. Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. Both teams to score is what we went for in the end. <laughs> Okay, so um, shall we have a little look at the Fantasy Premier League? Yes, let's look at that for sure. Um, thanks to everyone who's joined the league so far. We've got a grand total of, what, 72 players at the moment? Yeah, uh, more than last year. Yeah, way more than last year. Um, so if you do have a team, your first time listening to the podcast, or maybe you're listening to the podcast and you've just not joined the league yet, please do join the code for the league is in the podcast description. We'll also give it to you on social media if you can't find it or whatever. I'm pleased to report Tom Walker is sitting in a grand position of 67th out of 72. <laughs> <laughs> but as he repeatedly tells me, this is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> it's it's absolutely a marathon. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not going off to the best start. A um, little bit of a shout-out to Chris Hindle. Uh, Chris managed to rake in 105 points um, on his first week. I don't think I've ever broken the 100-point barrier. He had oh, Edison, shit. Mendy, Shaw, Robertson, Pereira, Salah, Richarlison. He even had Wan Bissaka on the bench. Uh, only smart people start Wan Bissaka, mate, just like me. <laughs> and then you got Owen Davis, 95 points. Luke Osborne, 89. Tom Arnold, he was good last year, wasn't he, Tom Arnold? Yeah, Tom He's Arnold. He's on 89 so, again. Yeah. So, yeah. Andy Duna as very, well. Very I just sh- want to shout out to Andy Duna. Um, his brother got in contact with us on Twitter this weekend, says so he's a big fan of the show. So, thanks for listening, Andy. Um, obviously, keep listening. Keep up the good performance in the fantasy football. Straight on for that 20 quid at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate the support and, uh, yeah, big shout out to you, my friend. Um, so, yeah, as Tom said, there's still plenty of time to join in uh, the fancy football. Uh, you can actually join at any point throughout the season. Um, if you've already got a team, your points just carry over into our league. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to start from the bottom or anything like that. Yeah, I've got to be honest, right? I looked at this league on Saturday um, after the Premier League match had all finished. I was rock bottom. Rock bottom. I, I, <laughs> no I had, way. I, had, I wish I'd seen that. I had a screenshot in a heartbeat. I had four points. I was going to screenshot it to you. Then I thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh uh, my God, I wish. Um, a lot of my players were playing on Sunday. I had literally like two players playing on Saturday and they both did terribly. But um, yeah, thankfully not there anymore. But uh, yeah, worrying times. Not started off the season very well. Wow. No. Um, yeah, me and you are me and you are right down there, aren't we? But you know, I'm confident. I'm confident. I got a got a, a lot of players playing at home this week, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I can get a victory. Absolutely. Um, 
following on from that, guys, there's plenty of other ways to keep social, um, you know, other than fancy football. You can keep in touch with us on our social media networks. Uh, Twitter is the main one that we operate on. The handle is T underscore FB podcast. Uh, Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And you can email as well, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, lots of you have been getting in touch with us since the start of the new season on social media. Keep it up, guys. Appreciate all feedback, comments, etc., etc. Um, let us know your tips. Let us know your thoughts on our tips. You know, all interaction is very welcome. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, podcast. So we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You know, something new for you to listen to this week. A new voice, a new bit of insight. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope to work with our friends at Odds Changer on a weekly basis moving forward. So, fingers crossed, there'll be plenty more of this kind of stuff for you. Um, and thanks as ever for listening. Yes, thank you to the Profit Chasers. Uh, much appreciated. So, good luck for the weekend, guys, and uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>